flip your Bibles real quick to the book. Just just head over, head on to um, the Old Testament. Jump me in the book, the book of Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 7. Isaiah chapter 7. We are doing two scriptures today, so you have to be real fast. We'll go from New Old Testament back to New Testament. So meet me in Isaiah chapter 7. Thank you, one of Israel. And from verse 10, Isaiah chapter 7, and from verse 10. And it says this, Again the Lord spoke to Ahaz, Ask the Lord your God for a sign, whether in the deepest depths or in the highest heights. But Ahaz said, I will not ask, I will not put the Lord to the test. Then Isaiah said, Hear now, you house of David, is it not enough to try the patience of humans? Will you try the patience of my God also? Therefore the Lord also will give you a sign. It will say a sign. A sign. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and he will be and you will call him Emmanuel. You'll be ten cords and only when he knows enough to reject the and uh, reject the wrong and choose the right. But before the boy knows enough to reject the wrong and choose the right land of the two kings you dread will be laid waste. The Lord will bring on you and your people and the house of your father a time unlike any since Ephraim broke away from Judah. He will bring back. He will, sorry, he will bring the king of Assyria. Amen. The Lord bless you. word. Meet me quickly in the book of uh, Hebrews. God of Hallelujah. Hebrews chapter 1. Thank you, everlasting God. Hebrews chapter 1, read from verse 1 down to verse 4. Hebrews chapter 1, from verse 1 down to verse 4. Are we there? It says, in, past, God, in the past, God spoke to our ancestors through the prophets at many times and in various ways. I love the way King James says, it says, in sundry times and diverse manners, the Lord spoke to our ancestors through, uh, uh, okay, but through prophets and ancestors, to, sorry, to our ancestors and through the prophets. It says, but in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son, whom he appointed heir of all things, and through him, through whom also he made the universe. The son is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being, sustaining all things by his powerful word. After he had provided purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty in heaven. So he became as much superior to the angels as the name he has inherited is superior to theirs. As the name he has inherited is superior to theirs. We thank you, Father God. Um, this afternoon, uh, we will be speaking and the Holy Spirit, I trust the Holy Spirit to give us understanding and insight into his heart and mind for us. Uh, in the name of Jesus. So this afternoon we'll be we'll be learning something uh, that I called that I have called or by the Holy Spirit I believe the title came to me. Uh, it is called the sign the sign and uh, there's a little semicolon the substance the sign the substance the sign the substance the sign the substance. Let's bow our heads real quick. Father God, we thank you. Father, I am grateful for this privilege given unto me in a thousand, in a thousand sunlights. I thank you for the privilege. I'm always thankful for the privilege given me to preach your word. And I, we always are grateful for the privilege given unto us to even receive your word. Father God, we ask that you would enable accuracy in the dissipation of this word. That upon the hearts of the people who are listening, God, there will be a revelation. Inevitably, transformation. May your name be praised, mighty God, now and forevermore. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. 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 God bless you. Give someone a high five. Tell them welcome to church and you may be seated in God's presence. Welcome to church. God bless you. You may be seated in God's presence. Thank you, Father God. The sign, the substance. The sign, the substance. Come on, everybody say the sign. The sign. The substance. The substance. Um,
I don't know if you know this, just but just from the 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 words, the choice of words, you discovered that they are. They say there's the sign and there's the substance. And so even from the interpretation of the English words, sign and substance, you see the, the heavy difference. One has more weight than the other. Uh, is sign, of course, uh, um, dictionarily speaking, is anything like that. Uh, a sign means a pointer. A sign, you, 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 we are in a world of signboards and signposts now, billboards and, and everything. And if, have you ever noticed that every signboard you see um, is actually uh, depicting an image or an inscription is written on every signpost that is pointing you to something else. A signboard's major characteristics is, the, is, is its ability to point you towards something else. So that's why every information you see on a signpost is leading you to somewhere. Leading you to somewhere, right? And so if you see a signboard saying, uh, "Welcome, join us this Sunday for service, da, 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 in the, on that signboard will be a, 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 an address or a pointer saying, this way too, right? So every sign, every sign is, first of all, a substance. Are you following me, everybody? So the job of a sign, sorry, every sign is, first of all, sorry, a pointer, I meant to say. Every sign is, first of all, a pointer. And the job of every sign is to point you towards the substance. Everybody say the sign. The sign. The substance. We had an amazing week this past week. Uh, today actually being the last day of our, um, our massive evangelism week, November 2000. <laughs> 23. Come on, give God a praise. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen and amen. Amen. Glory. Um, we recorded about 30, almost 50 conversations this week. Intentional conversations this week. About 50 of them that we recorded just before service. Amen. Give God a praise. Amen. Hallelujah. And we recorded about, nothing less than about 10 there about salvations there about. If we can, if we do our plus and minus. About 10 salvations, if I'm not mistaken. I think between 8, 10, and more, and all that. And numbers are still rising, by the way. And it's just been amazing, the grace of God, the grace of God giving us the privilege that we get, we got to, we got to stand under this week, just preaching the gospel. We're not, we're not even trying to invite anybody to church. We're not trying to say, hey, come to the line church. No, 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 no. All we're trying to do was witness to people the pure, unadulterated, untainted uh, gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen now. Amen. We, we all embrace our calling as the evangelists. Amen. Amen. Remember who's the evangelist here? I am the evangelist. Magic. Great, 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 great. That's, that's amazing. You also remember some of growth 2023. Amen now. Amen. Um, this week, um, in my course of evangelism as well, because I, 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 I'm not one of those people who say, I hey, would go and evangelize, and I'm sitting somewhere in my house expecting you, I'm asking you on Sunday, what did you, who did you bring? You know, no. I went out uh, and I evangelized as well. Uh, proud to even say, I believe I was the first person to even do it, which is, uh, I'm proud to say that. I was the first person to do it. Uh, amen. Uh, but in my course of evangelism, I kept discovering, you know, you know, some, that sometimes when people are really lucky with the people that they see to evangelize. And I said, well, they're just, it feels like I was practically unlucky in the sense that I kept meeting people who, who made it hard to preach. And there were people, they were, this, they were the sons of the bondwoman. If you know what I mean, if you don't, may the Lord give you understanding. Uh, the sons of the bondwoman uh, were the ones who gave me the toughest time evangelizing this week. And uh, I'm pretty sure from other reports that I got, I discovered that it was similar with other people as well. Because uh, the kind of questions that kept on arising uh, when, we, when, we, when we preached the message of Jesus to them was the question, you know, Jesus, you know, it was not even a question. It was more like a, a, an accusation. And, and they, were, they, were, they were declaring in their own right that Jesus is not God and cannot be the Son of God. That Jesus is a prophet. Are you following me, everybody? Yes. They said Jesus is a prophet. He is not the Son of God. 
that it is impossible for Jesus to be God and his son that Jesus did not have a wife. Some kids told me the other day, I was evangelizing to them and they were like, well, the, the God I know he does not have a wife and so he cannot have a son. And um, they had, we had all these reports arising, you know, people asking, you know, how can Jesus, that Jesus was one of a prophet, it was, was a prophet and then in, in their holy book, uh, or what they call holy book, uh, they, they have a, a name designated to, to Jesus. I think the Arabic name given to Jesus, you know, this is, and it, it was really fantastic when I heard people, now I, did, I, I enjoyed those conversations, honestly, because I, I, I can never be, I, I mean, at this point where you can't, you can't, you, you can't touch me. Like you can't, you can't, you can't touch me. Like you can't like get me off balance. I'm mean, like, where well, I get your point. I mean, one of those kids, they, they did something, they said something that was, not, was, was being sorted anyway. They're like, oh, when you get to heaven, what, what, what would you say? What would you, who would you say your, 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 what would you say your religion is? And I was like, oh, what would you say your sacrifice is? And I'm like, the blood of Jesus. And they're like, ah, they will beat you. And that's what the kids were like saying. They, will, they said in Yoruba, ah, that's what they said. And I, these kids were, these were kids. I mean, 14-year-old kids. They've been indoctrinated in the ways of the bondroom. And you see, a servant will always remain one. Uh, and and they discovered that the first prison is the prison of the mind. And so if the enemy has gotten, has successfully been able to uh, 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 bend your mind to the point of thinking as a servant, it will successfully leave you to remain in the position of a servant for as long as your life remains. Now, they said Jesus is a prophet. And I and and I and I listen to that argument, and I'm like, Jesus is the prophet. And how are we? And, and okay, when I ask, what is the what, you know, what, why is the why did they claim that Jesus is the prophet? Why why is he why is Jesus perceived to be a prophet? That, of course, there must have been a reason that Jesus was proclaimed to be a prophet. And, and I also then stay thinking as I left the evangelism that they came home, you know, I was just meditating myself to myself, thinking to myself, you know, surely there must be a reason they see Jesus is the prophet. And then the question arises, just arose in my spirit, you know, who is a prophet? Rather than, who is a prophet? God, thank you, Holy Spirit of God. Who is a prophet? If you read the book of 1 Samuel, I believe 1 Samuel chapter, between, I think chapter 6, if I'm not mistaken, if you open, if I open my Bible, my Bible that's probably where it is. When, uh, is that 1 Samuel chapter 6, 1 Samuel chapter 9? I have not opened it before, so I, I, I apologize for it. Um, not being exactly sure of the exact, exact um, chapter of Psalms that it is, but I'm pretty sure it's between 1 Samuel chapter 6 and 1 Samuel chapter 9. And that was where Saul met, Saul met um, uh, Samuel. Uh, when Saul met Samuel, we see, okay, no, it's, I think it's 1 Samuel chapter 9, actually. Yes, it's 1 Samuel chapter 9. We see, um, okay, now look at what it says. In verse 9, it says, Formerly in Israel, if someone was to inquire of God, they would come, they would say, Come, let us go to the seer. Because the prophet of today used to be called a seer. So that's first time chapter, chapter 9 and in verse what? 9. So a prophet is first of all a seer. First of all, a seer. It was called, in fact, prophets were called seers in those days. Before they were called uh, prophets. Now, they were called seers. And, and what's the job of a seer? A seer's job is to literally what? See into the mind of God, things that pertains to the future. Are you following everybody? A prophet was given the ability, the unique gifting of God from God to both be declarative and be an authority in the present, right? The prophets helped enact the power of the law, of course, but also a prophet's job was to and is to uh, uh, be the one who looks in the mind of God, into the mind of God concerning the future. Are you following everybody? 
But because the, because the prophet is standing in the present, he sees the future, but the future is not as crystal as the people who live in it would experience it. Are you everybody? I'm wondering what to be focused now. So a prophet saw the future in the manner of signs. Are you with me now? The prophet was given the ability to look into the future through the doorway of what? Signs. That's why I took us to Isaiah chapter 9 when we began this teaching. Right? What did he say? He says, you shall, you shall see a sign. You shall be given a sign. A virgin shall conceive. That's a sign. Are you following me, everybody? So a prophet's first calling is to be a seer. And the way he interprets the will and mind of God is through signs and symbols. Are you with me now, somebody? If you, if you go through scriptures, you'll see signs, signs, signs. Are you with me now, somebody? The first sign... God became a prophet in, in Genesis chapter 1, uh, no, Genesis chapter 3, I believe, when he spoke to the woman, he said, the seed of, the, of, the, of this woman shall crush the head of the seed of the serpent. Are you following me now? The seed of the woman shall crush the head of the serpent, brother. Are you following me now? So that was a sign in of itself, because it was not crystal, it, was not, it did not have full understanding. Are you following me now? Signs are like feelings, you know? I, 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 and I also want you to know that, I don't know if you know this, but as children of God, God communicates to us through the, the, the ministry of signs. Are you following me now? We don't always hear God. Some of the time you, you go to seek God for three straight days. You are fasting and you are praying. And at, at the end of your fasting and praying, dry fasting, maybe you're on marathon. And you don't hear the voice of God. But what, you, what has been embellished upon your heart is a sign. God conveys a lot. You know how, you know how much expressions are caught in size? Size. <sighs> you know how much expression is caught in that? There's several words caught in one side. The same way there's, there are several words captured in a sign. Are you following me now? There are several words captured in a sign. Which is one of the reasons I, 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 I am usually, I, I'm not really giving to interpreting people's dreams for them. Because I discovered one thing about dream interpretation um, is that everything you see in a dream is a sign. Are you following me now? Sometimes the, the, the signs are prophetic in nature. That is, they tell you of things that are to come. So they're telling you of things that are, that are right now. And see, so the way God speaks, even Jesus, the way Jesus spoke, he used he made use of signs, you know, in his communications. Right? Talking about trying to uh, uh, pick, paint a picture of the kingdom of heaven. Are you following me now? Yeah. So that's why if you dream dreams, you, sometimes you can see a goat in your dream. And then they tell you, oh, that's a bad thing. Or you see a this and that, that's a, you know, you see apple, you see fruit in your dream, and they tell you that's, that means fruitfulness. You know, signs. Are you following me now? Because God, God uses the power of signs to embellish his heart, his, his thoughts upon your heart. Are you following me, everybody? But you see, a prophet, that's the major calling of a prophet. He sees into the future and he interprets it using signs because he, he does not fully grasp the weight and magnitude of that which he has been giving opportunity and privilege to see. Are you following me, everybody? So a prophet is a, sees signs, is a sign himself. Are you with me, somebody? One of the greatest signs recorded in the book of Malachi that precedes the coming of the Savior, the Messiah. Bible says in the book of Malachi chapter 3, it says that it shall send a foreigner, a one who shall be a foreigner shall go ahead. And then suddenly the king who, have been, who you have been waiting for shall suddenly, Bible says, appear in his temple. Are you following me now? So a sign precedes substance. Write that down. Sign precedes substance. So before there is a substance, there is first a sign. If you go outside before rain ever falls, you see it in the skies that the clouds are signed together. Are you following me now? Yeah. And so the clouds is a symbol signifying the soon coming uh, uh, rain. 
right? But the rain in of itself, in of itself is the substance yeah. that was pointed to by the clouds, which is the sign. Are you with me now, somebody? Yeah. Every signpost you see, every signboard you see with a church logo, whatever it is, is a pointer pointing you to something. The, no sign points you to itself. Have you noticed it? Yeah. You will never see a sign telling you, come to me, I am the solution, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Or worship with me, the signboard says. No. Every signpost will say, worship with us, and then they post a little arrow by the side, telling you where to go to. Are you with somebody? Yeah. You, have you ever seen a, a restaurant, a restaurant's billboard, and that says, come and eat, come and eat me. And you get there and you're like, what's there to eat? Nothing is there. Are you following me now? No address. Have you ever seen, have you ever seen like flyers without addresses before? Are you following me now, somebody? So imagine creating a flyer without an address. What are you pointing people to? Nothing. You have just wasted all your income and all your, like, your life savings on printing things that will not change anything. Because it did not point to something. Are you following me now, somebody? And so a sign does not point to itself. A sign always points to something greater. And so when you get to the billboard, you see a little thing telling you, you go to Chicken Republic. Oh, Chicken, it is a Chicken Republic. Chicken Republic is at so-and-so place. And so you get up from where you are, from that place, and you head on to the place and say, ah, finally, this is a substance that I saw on the sign. Are you with me or somebody? Yes, sir. This is something that I saw where? On the sign. Now, to fully understand this and to fully give you full, because I'm trying to make us understand that Jesus was, he functioned as a prophet at some point, but he was much more than that. Because remember, every sign, no sign points to itself. And so the first fallacy in the, in, the, in, the, in the declaration of Jesus being a prophet in that religion, the first fallacy in that is no sign ever points to itself. But then Jesus opens his mouth some point and someplace and says in John 14 that I am the way, the truth, and the life. And how come, how come a sign is pointing to itself? It's either the sign is crazy or the ones who interpret it have no sense of interpretation. Are you following me? So if a sign will point to himself and say, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. Are you with somebody? Moses could not say that. Oh, you missed it. As powerful as Moses was, Moses split the Red Sea. It was by the unction of Moses that we saw quail and manna fall from heaven. Mm-hmm. It was an unction of an action that Moses performed that we saw bitter waters, Mara, become sweet waters. Are you remember somebody? Yes. This man was so powerful that he dwelt with God 40 days, 40 nights. Twice. 80 days, 80 nights. In total. Are you with me somebody? This man walked with God. Bible said that God said, not there. Say God said, if there are prophets in the land, I speak to them via dreams and visions. But for Moses, I speak to him face to face. Are you with me somebody? Yes. So Moses was powerful in his own right. And I dare say he was one of the greatest prophets recorded in the, captured in the scripture. He was not called a prophet, but he was a prophet. He was both Messiah and prophet. Because he was there to save the children of Israel from the land of captivity. But as much as Moses was powerful, he had no right to say that I am. As a matter of fact, when he was called by God in Exodus 3, when he told God, he said, God, what do I tell the people who have sent me? He said, tell them, I am sent you. So even he pointed to something else. Are you mean somebody? The sign himself pointed to a greater substance. Mm -hmm. Are you mean somebody? As powerful as Moses was, 
He had no rights within himself to point to himself. Why? Because no sign ever points to itself. Every sign points to a substance. Are you with somebody? No sign ever points to itself. Every sign always points in the direction of a coming substance. Are you with somebody? So, if we start to look at all this, you know, Prophet Isaiah says, a sign, there shall be a sign in Israel that a virgin will conceive. One of the reasons I love Isaiah so much is because he was one of the prophets who gave the most, the closest to clear. Are you getting it? It wasn't, it wasn't very clear, but it was the one who gave the closest to clear sign of Jesus Christ. Now, so the question now, this behooves us to think. So, now, if we say science points, a sign points, then, if Jesus is indeed God, as we say he is, what were the signs that pointed to him? Are you not somebody? What are the signs that point? Because if you, see, see, I wonder if you go to do evangelism, and you cannot think theoretically and practically, you don't know how to separate theory, theory and practical, you will not be able to really preach the gospel. Because we live in a practical world until you're able to prove it. Yeah. Hey, for me or somebody. You have to be able to think practically. Live sometimes live everything that you you are raised in your Christian in a Christian home. But you don't you've read the Bible, but you don't even fully understand the power. Put it to one side. You know, I was uh, I was speaking with a lady the other day, and then she said, I said, um, are you I said, I, I said, I said, do you know Jesus? She said, she said, I'm aware of Jesus. That's what she said. That's her exact words. I'm aware of Jesus. I said, really? She said, yeah, I'm aware of Jesus. She was trying to tell me, you know, I'm not interested. You know, I'm aware, I'm aware of Jesus. I'm aware of Jesus. I said, really, you're aware of Jesus? Okay. I said, look, uh, luckily, there in front of me was a, tra- was a transformer. That's what it's called, a transformer. So I, t- I said to her, I said, uh, look at the transformer. Are you aware of the transformer? She said, yes, I am. All right, have you touched the transformer? She said, no, I'll touch it. So you don't know how much power is in the transformer? She said, no. And then you said you're aware of it. So you're not really aware of it. You know you're not really aware of it until you touch it and you know how much votes or electricity is in that thing. So you cannot say you're aware of something or you know something if you've never really tasted the power in it. Are you following me now? If every son of the bondwoman will taste Jesus, eh, that they can now, I now leave them to judge. If Jesus is indeed real or fake. If, if Jesus does not appear to them, okay, he's fake. You can go. He has, Jesus is to be blamed in that picture, in that scenario. If he does not, Proved himself as king, he is to be blamed. If, but if he does, uh, and you still not turn back, you will deserve hellfire. <laughs> Are you winning at somebody? Yes, sir. If you're with me, say glory to God. Glory to God. You see, in the book of Numbers chapter 24, verse 17, point go, let's go there. That's the, one of the, no, the earliest, no, okay, talk about signs. Let's go, let, let's, let's go through, let's go through everything, you know. One after the other. So, in case you need something to prove. So, don't, let's not start from Numbers. Numbers is the second book in the Bible. No, the third book, rather. Let's go to Genesis. Genesis chapter, uh, chapter 3 and, and uh, verse 15. Genesis chapter 3 and verse 15. This is the earliest, fondest memory, our earliest, fondest memory of a sign being established or embellished in scriptures. Are you following me now? Pointing to a substance that is yet to come. It says this, And I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your offspring and hers. He will crush your head and you will strike his heel. What does that mean? The seed of the woman shall crush the head and of the head of the serpent. And the, and the serpent shall crush it, shall, shall bruise his heel. Are you following me? That's our earliest, the earliest uh, fundamental inscription pointing to Jesus Christ. 
The next one is in book of Numbers, everybody. Numbers chapter 24. Thank you, Holy One of Israel. Numbers chapter 24 and um, verse 17. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, God. Okay, you know what? Let's go to verse 16. Okay, no, let's go to verse 15. I, I'm seeing something I love. Let's go to verse 15. Look at what it says. Then he spoke this message. Who is speaking? Balaam. Balaam. If you remember Balaam. Do you remember Balaam? He was employed by Balak to come and cause the children of Israel. Balaam then spoke this message. The prophecy of Balaam, son of Beor. The prophecy of one whose eye sees clearly. The prophecy of one who hears the words of God. Who has knowledge from the Most High. You see, and by the way, you know that this Old Testament, they don't lie. They say the truth. <laughs> who has knowledge from the Most High? Who sees a vision from the Almighty? Who falls prostrate and whose eyes are what? Opened. Then look at what this is in verse 17. It says, I see him, but not now. I behold him, but not near. A star will come out of Jacob. A scepter will rise out of Israel. He will cross the foreheads of Moab. The scores of all the people of Sheth. Hmm. Okay, who could that be referring to? It's a sign. We, we don't fully know, right? Because the sign is still pointing forward, right? So we've, we've seen the sign from God, you know, in uh, 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 Eve and the serpent. We've seen the sign in Balaam in the Old Testament. Let's move forward. Let's go to... Um, but, by the way, even if you go back to the voice of... So, okay, that's in Numbers chapter... Let's go to chapter 19, I believe. Numbers 19, the Prozuka, the Apocadizia, Shada, the Apocadizia. Is it 19 now? Let me see. Is it 19? No, no, it's not 19. Is it the Pukuduro, the Apocadizia, the Shada, the Apocadizia, the Apocadizia? Hmm, thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Hmm. All right, okay, okay. Look at what it says. Uh, okay, that's Numbers chapter 20. I think chapter, chapter 20. I think, is it 23 now? All right, all right, all right, all right. Alright, chapter number chapter 23 and in verse 21. That's just one chapter before we want to be destroyed. Number chapter 23 and in verse 21. It says this. No misfortune is seen in Jacob, no misery observed in Israel. The Lord your God is with them. Look at what it says. The shout of the king is among them. Okay. Are you with me now, somebody? Yes, sir. Alright, so we still don't know what it is because it is a sign. It is pointing somewhere. So let's go to the next one where we just read earlier in Isaiah chapter um chapter 7. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Holy One of Israel. Thank you, Lord. Isaiah chapter 7. And um, let's go to Isaiah chapter 7. Look at um, the beautiful thing that is captured in the book of Isaiah chapter 7 now. Hmm. Thank you, God. And in verse 10, it says, Again, the Lord spoke, spoke to Hears, Ask the Lord your God for a sign. That's a word. Whether in the deepest heights or in the highest heights. Now, verse, 20, verse 13 then says, and Isaiah said, Here now, you out of David, is it not enough to try the patience of humans? Will you try the patience of God, my, of my God also? Therefore, the Lord Himself will give you what? A sign. Oh, you, you're, you're, I didn't like that shout. The Lord Himself will give you a what? A sign. The Lord Himself will give you a sign. The virgin, at least the sign, the virgin will, give, will conceive and give birth to a son. Are you with me? Yes, sir. What will give birth? A virgin will conceive and give birth to what? A son. A son. Okay, okay, okay. Now, in that same. Book of Isaiah, chapter 9, and uh, verse, verse 6. Isaiah 9 and verse 6, look what it says. Thank you, Jesus. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called 
wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. It will what reign on the king on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. There is no place there where he said he will become prophet. Because he is greater than that. Are you with me now? Yes, sir. He is what? He's greater than that. Let's think on. Thank you, Father God. It says he shall be called wonderful counsel, almighty God. Now, just pay attention. One thing God hates. Are you with me now? God has always hated you from the very beginning of time. And I, saw, and I, and I, I can point you to the scriptures where God, where God broke out in anger. Because of this one thing. You know what it was? A man sharing God's glory. Mm. There, I can take you to examples in the scriptures where a man dared to share in the glory of God and you need to see what God did to such men. God hates it. So for Isaiah to say that this message shall be called mighty God, it's either Isaiah is running mad yes. or Isaiah knows what he's saying. Are you with me now, somebody? Yes, sir. If Isaiah called this person that is to come, this child, see, how would a child be called a mighty God? Mm. Because an everlasting, not son. Father. Call him an everlasting what? Father. And then he talks about a government. And it shall be a king that would sit where? On the throne of David. Because it would come out of the lineage of David. So it's either Isaiah is running mad. Or Isaiah knows what he is doing. Are you with me or somebody? So if this is... We're talking about science. We've not, we've, not, we've not yet gotten to substance. We're still going to... You know, we read Hebrews. We're still going back to substance. We are, we are coming from science. But we come from science, we are, we are heading towards substance. Are you with me now, somebody? Yes, sir. Glory to God. Hallelujah. 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 Now, if you still are not uh, sleeping with me, uh, join me quickly in the book of Malachi. In case you are still awake. If you see somebody beside you yawning already, uh, please, if you have enough sufficient grace within you, cast that spirit out. All right, Malachi chapter 3, and uh, from verse 1. Thank you, Father God. Malachi chapter 3, this is, this, uh, because I don't have too much time to be going into all the signs. So just, this is the last book in the book in the Old Testament. This is the last book in the Old Testament. So we'll read the book of Malachi quickly and... Uh, I hope Emmanuel will cry after that. All right. Malachi chapter 3 and from verse 1, it says this. I will send my messenger, not messengers. Pay attention. I will send my what? Messenger. Who will prepare the way before who? Now, who is speaking, please? Who is speaking? God. God is speaking. Say, I will prepare my messenger. Who will prepare? I will send my messenger, rather. Who will prepare the way before me? He didn't say who will prepare the way, the way before my servant. He said, who? Or my prophet. He said, who will prepare the way before what? Before me. Me. Then suddenly, I would say then suddenly. suddenly. This is one of my favorite verses in the entire Bible. My sister would have, can attest to that. One of my favorite scriptures in the entire Bible. Right? Then what? Suddenly. Then everybody says suddenly. suddenly. Then suddenly the Lord who you are seeking will come to his temple. The messenger of what? The covenant. Now pay attention. I love the word messenger. He's what? The messenger of the covenant. Why? Because, see, we assume every messenger is a slave. Pay attention. A messenger is someone who is sent with a message. Yes. Pay attention, everybody. A messenger is anyone who is sent with what? A message. 
So if I say, if, if, if I give you, Sharon, if I give you a, a letter and ask you to go and give it to somebody, and the person sees and you're like, are you the messenger? Many of us will be like, no. What is that? I'm not the messenger. I was just sent here. What's the difference? A messenger is someone who is sent with a message. And so Jesus was called, is called the messenger of this, of, of this covenant. Which if you read the book of Hebrews, you will see that Jesus was called the, 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 the one who brought, by, brought about rather a new covenant. Are you with me or somebody? Yes. He is the, is, the, is the one who, I'm, try, I'm trying to remember the, word, the exact word I was using in the book of Hebrews. He's like the, the broker of a new covenant. Let me, let's, let me use financial terms to explain it. Jesus was, is the broker of a new what? Covenant. covenant. And so now, he's saying here that the messenger of the covenant, of the covenant, whom you desire will come, says the Lord Almighty. Are you following me, everybody? Yes, sir. Are you following me, everybody? Yes. Thank you, God. Mm. Now, those are, that's all for the signs that we see in the Old Testament. Are you with me, somebody? It's all for the signs that we see in the Old Testament. So let's go to the New Testament and let's look for the signs in the New Testament pointing to the substance. Are you with me now, somebody? Because now we are nearing the substance. We are, we are, this is the culmination of ages. The Bible says it was sacrificed at the culmination of ages. Right? So this is culmination of ages. This is the culmination of truth. All the signs are now have come together to form this substance. Are you me now? To attest, to confirm, to accentuate what? This substance. Are you following me now? Yes, the signs from the beginning of time till the very end, pointing to one person. Are you following me now? Yes. We are in the present age, but our hands, our fingers are pointing back to the cross. Yes. From, oh, I'm already ahead of myself. Oh, let, let, let me not be ahead of myself. Are you with me now, somebody? Yes, now, quickly, in the book of Matthew, chapter 2. First book of the New Testament. Matthew, chapter 2. And verse, from verse 1, it says this. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem, in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born what? King of the Jews. Read it really well. Where is the one who has been born what? King of the Jews. We saw what? We saw his what? His star. When he rose and have come to what? Worship him. Now pay attention. You probably missed it. We read earlier where he says that what? He says, we, I, think we, I think it was in the book of, uh, what, where was it now? Book of Numbers? Uh, that, I think that was, in, that was in Numbers in chapter 24 where we read earlier. Where it said that a star shall rise. You, you might want to go there for confirmatory, for, for confirmatory sake. You see, most people assume that, we, that someone like me, I follow Jesus because of my parents. But you have no idea. See, I am intelligent enough to know that I can rebel if I want to. Are you following me, everybody? Yes. Verse, no matter what, 24 verse 17 I read earlier. It's sign. We're going back. See, now, let me, let me tell you something. A substance. A sign points to the substance, right? Yes. But every substance must always reflect the sign. What was declared in the sign. Are you with me now, somebody? Every substance must reflect what was declared in the sign. So if you ever see a handbill or a flyer telling you that, uh, sorry, Pastor Emmanuel will be at an event. And you get there and meet Pastor Jacob. Then that means the, sign, the substance and the sign are both liars. Are you mean as somebody? Yeah. So if there is a substance, the sign that has come before the substance must be, must be reflected in the substance. Are you mean as somebody? Yeah. So in Numbers 24 verse, 24 verse 17, it says this, I see him now, but not now. So I see him, but not now, rather. I behold him, but not near. But it will come out. A star will come out of Jacob. A what? A scepter will rise out of what? Israel. Now, 
going back, what did the Masha say they saw in Matthew chapter 2? So they said we saw a star. We saw his star when he rose and have come to worship him. Now, this is talking about the birthing of a divine one. How do you mean that, somebody? The birthing of a what? A divine one. The birthing of what? A divine one. Thank you, everlasting Father. Thank you, everlasting Father. Hmm. Thank you, Jesus. Now, just to be sure that we are still, that then this person, because you know, they said we saw a star. He saw, we saw a star. But there were, all, there were millions of kids who were born in, in Judah. So how do we know it is Jesus exactly? Are you following me now? How do we know that the person we are referring to here is actually the Jesus, you know? Because it could have been anybody. Are you with me now, somebody? It could have been anybody. It could have been Martha, a, a person named Matthias who we, didn't, we never knew because, you know, he never, he never preached the gospel. He never, we, we, we didn't know him to be king. Are you following me now? Yes. So to go to understand that, go to the book of Luke, everybody. Karazuka Tabarashia. Thank you, Jesus. The book of book of uh, uh, Luke chapter four. Book of Luke chapter four and verse eighteen. Look at what he says. Jesus is just speaking, by the way. This is Jesus' first sermon. When Jesus, no, this is Jesus' first sermon back in Nazareth, where he came from. Look at what he says. The Spirit of the Lord is on me. Because he has what anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight to the blind. For the blind, to set the oppressed free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Then he rolled up the scroll and gave it back to the attendant and sat down. Now, why did he, why, why, now, look, now look at what the next thing he says. He says, the eyes of everyone in the synagogue were fastened on him. You know why? Because that, that scripture he read is actually taken from the book of Isaiah chapter 61. Are you me now? Yes. Think of Isaiah chapter 61. Now, Isaiah 62, 61 says the same thing, but that was not the end of our, what was written in Isaiah 61. Jesus stopped where he stopped. So because of that, normally a person who goes to the synagogue would read everything. Are you with me? Are you with yes, me? Yes. Would read everything found in that chapter of Isaiah. But this one came and read only the first three verses, if I'm not mistaken, and then stops. Are you with me now, somebody? Yes, Why? Then it says this. Then Jesus then began to talk. He said this. The Bible says, he began to say to them, this is verse 21 of uh, Luke chapter 24, Luke chapter 4, rather. He began by saying to them, today, everybody say today. Today. You're not, you're not paying attention. I can see there's a little dissension in the air. Pay attention. Today, what is it today? Today. Today, what is fulfilled? This scripture is fulfilled in your what? Hearing. Are you following? So today, this scripture is what? Fulfilled. In your hearing. Hmm. What does that mean? Jesus said, today, all the signs captured in this scripture is made fully manifest before you. Mm-hmm. But they did not understand. Did they understand? You see, one thing I about the people of the world, people who are, who are diviners, people who walk in darkness, they understand signs more than you, you do. Are you with me now, somebody? The least, the, see, ah, uh, you see, Christ called humanity, humankind, hypocrites, and you. I think that's in the book of Matthew, uh, Matthew twenty-four. If I'm not mistaken, he called uh, or Matthew twelve. Uh, it's either Matthew twenty-four, Matthew twelve, or Luke twelve. I think I don't know. Jesus called mankind hypocrites. You know why? He says you can interpret all the signs of the day. You can interpret when you see the cloud, you know it's about to rain. 
when you see the wind blowing from the south, you know, oh, drought is about, you know, this is dry season. What you see, you can interpret signs by winds, but you fail to understand. You fail to understand the, that the culmination of all the signs is fulfilled in one man. Are you with me, everybody? Yes, sir. The sign, what? The substance. Now, this is Jesus now. Now, we're still going back to, now let's now go back to, uh, I want to take us to another scripture, but I know because of time I wouldn't take us there. To prove to us that Jesus is more, oh, you know what, let's just go there. I promise you, that's the last branching we are doing before we go back to, before we enter Hebrews. Um, John chapter 4, John chapter 4, John chapter 4, and in verse 10, let's start from, from there. We're going, where we're going is to be far. It says, Jesus answered, If you knew the gift of God who is, who is, and who it is that asked you for a drink, you would have asked him and the, he would have given you living water. So the woman said, You have nothing to draw with and the world is deep. Where can you get your, get this living water? Are you getting it than our father Jacob? Who gave us? Remember that you shall sit on the throne of who? David. No. He shall, okay, shall be on the throne of David. He shall rise out of what? It starts to rise out of what? Good, good. It's such a right of, right of Jacob. Thank you. Shows you are, you are paying attention. All right. So the woman replied, you have nothing to draw with and the well is deep. Where can, you get to live, where can you get this living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob who gave us the well and drank from it himself? As did also his sons and his livestock. Now, let's go down quickly to verse 16. Then Jesus told her, go, call your husband and come back. I have no husband, she replied. Jesus said to her, you are right when you say you have no husband. The fact that you have five, the fact is that you have had five husbands and the one, the man you, are, you have now is not your husband. What you have just said is quite true. So the woman said, I can see that you're a what? You're not reading along. I can see that you're a what? Prophet. Why? Because prophets see. I can see that you're a prophet. Our ancestors worship on this mountain, but you claim, but you Jews claim that the place where we must worship is in Jerusalem. Woman just replied, believe me, now pay attention, pay attention to these words. A time is coming when you will worship the Father neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You Samaritans, Samaritans worship what you do not know. We worship what we do know, for salvation is from the Jews. Yet a time is coming, listen to this. And has now come when the true worshippers will worship the Father in the spirit and in truth. For they are the kind of worshippers the Father seeks. God is spirit and his worshippers must worship in the spirit and in truth. The woman then said, I know that Messiah, called Christ, is coming. When he comes, he will what? Explain everything to us. What is this? What she's saying? He will explain all the signs. He will explain all the signs to us. He will explain all the signs. He will explain to us. And look at what then Jesus responded with. Then Jesus, now, he didn't say then Jesus said. You, if you read other parts, you say Jesus said. Jesus said to what? Jesus said. Yes. says we hear that Jesus declared, I am the one speaking to you. I, the one speaking to you. I am he. Are you with me now, somebody? Glory to God. So Jesus appeared and said, I, the one speaking to you, I am he. See, no sign points to itself, except he is the substance that the sign spoke of. No substance announces himself. No substance declares himself. The last prophet we see do such is actually John the Baptist. He arrived, Bible says, there's a voice crying in the wilderness. Repent. For the what? The kingdom of God is at hand. Even John the Baptist is not there pointing to himself. That's so why when he died, he died, he was beheaded. He, there was no glory to his death. He didn't care. Prophets don't care about how they die. Mm. Are you follow me now? They, 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 there is no power to them. See, prophets even die. Let's not go there. Let's not go there. Prophets die. Oh, you missed it. They are prophets. 
they die. They are they they walk they walk different signs and wonders. Some of some you know caused the Red Sea to be split. Some caused fire to run down from heaven. Another caused wild animals to come out of the forest and and, and feed on kids. Another they say then they say this is not in my in my own holy Bible. They say that one whenever he's walking trees turn upside down. They say the, the man walk. They said the man walk terrible signs. That's what is the point? They said the man walk terrible signs. Then I asked them that they said, "Where is the man?" They said he's dead. Wow. Mm. Where is his graveyard? Mm. They can point to it. Woo. As with every as no, I'm paying attention now. Every other prophet captured in this book had the same ending. Yeah, they died. They all died and were buried. Only one person. Okay, actually two people were. Yeah. We didn't find their graveyard. The first was Moses. Bible says God killed him, and God buried him. Mm. Moses. Then Elijah was translated. And then we now find, Jesus then said later on, that Elijah has come, referring to John the Baptist. Mm. So a, a, a reincarnation of body and a fulfillment of, I for me, fulfillment of calling. Yes. Are you following me now? In one man, John the Baptist. That's why he did not live that long. He died at 30 something. Because mm. he and Jesus were around about the same age. Yes. He was older than Jesus six months. Are you following me now? Yes. Yes. So John the Baptist, being the last of the prophets, also did what? Died. Yeah. Remember, they buried his body without the head. Are you now somebody? Yes, sir. So, if John the Baptist died, then we now look forward to this greater sign, yeah. this substance. Mm -hmm. And now let's go back to the book of Hebrews chapter 1. Thank you, Jesus. I don't know if you are enjoying the word of God today. Thank you, everlasting God. Book of Hebrews. Very fantastic book. I love the book so much. Look at what it says in Hebrews chapter 1. And um, look what it says. It says, in the past. Now, you have understanding of all this now. It says, in the past, God spoke to our ancestors through the prophets, a.k.a. through signs, at many times and in various ways. But what in these last days... He has spoken to us what? By now, pay attention. There's a difference between through and by. You missed it. There's a difference between what? Through and by. To fully understand this, let us go. I don't like taking us on journeys like this, but the Bible is so beautiful. When, you, when you're doing Bible, this is a sermon, but it's more, than, it's more than a sermon. It's a Bible study. We will prove, see, if it is not true, according to God's word, it is not true. And if you cannot, if you cannot tell us why you think it is true, then you don't deserve to preach this Bible. John chapter 1. We'll come back. Just John chapter 1. Karate is Oh, beautiful one, we thank you. Spirit of revelation, we exalt you. Oh, mighty God, thank you, thank you, thank you. John chapter 1 and verse 14. John chapter 1 and in verse 14. Is that it? Yes, sir. Okay, no, actually, I was going to verse 17. It says this. For the law was given through Moses... Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. Now, pay attention. The emphasis here is not the through. It's the giving and came. Please pay attention. For the law was what? Given. But grace and truth what? Came. Are you, are you mean? The law was what? Given. You give a servant something. But when grace and truth come, that means he is grace and truth himself. Are you with me now, somebody? So now going back to the book of Hebrews. It says, in the past, God spoke to ancestors What? Through the prophets, at many times and in various, various ways. But in these last days, he has spoken to us, what? 
by his son, whom he appointed heir of all things, and through whom also he made the universe. Now to fully grasp what the son is, now you have to now go back to John 1.1. 1, 1. Bible says, in the beginning was the word. And Jesus being the word. Since the word was with God, and the word was what? God. God. Now the part people don't understand is, how does God have a son? How does God have a son? Now let, let me tell you the revelation there. Now go forward, go forward, go forward. Through him also he made the universe. The sun is the radiance of God's glory and the exact replica, the exact replication, the rep exact representation of his being. Pay attention to this. Every ray of light, every beam of light, eh, mm. is the same glory with the sun. Mm. Are you with me, somebody? Every beam of light is a replica of the sun. You, you missed it. Do you, are, you, are you paying attention now? Every beam of light that comes from the sun, every ray of light is the same, is a replica of the sun. Of course, it's the same glory. Might be different brightness in terms of uh, what it is doing. Mm. But you know that it is the same glory. It's the sun. Are you following me now? Yes, sir. So if you take the light that comes out of the sun, is the sun. If you go to the sun, that's the sun. Are you with yes, me? Yes, yes, yes. So yes, the yes. same way when they said the word became, no, he said, said that uh, uh, um, the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. The, what, what people fail to understand there is how did God become flesh? How did he become, how did he become substance? So substance is anything, but just so people understand this, a substance is anything that can be seen, can be touched. One of the main characteristics of every substance is its tangibility. Mm -hmm. If it is intangible, it is not a substance. I remember not some. yes. I remember not somebody. If it is not substantial, it can't be a substance. Mm -hmm. So if, hey, if all these signs were given and then God still comes as a spirit, then he has failed to fulfill the signs. Mm. I remember not somebody. If with all the signs that have been declared before, a virgin shall conceive. If he if he came as just spirit, then he has failed to fully become a substance. Are we now somebody? Yes, sir. So, because one of the major characteristics of every sign of every substance is more, it must be tangible. Mm -hmm. That's why that's why that's why he says in Fortune number one, he says we speak of things that we have seen, that we have heard, that we have tasted, and we have handled concerning the word of God. Are you with me now, somebody? Yes, I'm talking about substance, something that lived. Are you with me now, somebody? Yes. We're not just talking about somebody that came and died and we can see his grave. We're talking about something that, oh. Yes. So he said the son is the exact representation of the father. So every quality captured in the father is seen in him. Yes. Are you with me now, somebody? Yes. Now, now, let's do a little practical in our minds now. We don't have the physical tools to do this thing. And uh, because of power, we would have to start, have to start wrapping up. Um, thank you, Holy Spirit of God. Now, do you know that if you bake bread, a loaf of bread, and you cut the bread into two, and I give, and I, and I uh, maybe I cut the bread into two, and I give you the half of the bread, that thing you have in your hand, is it, is it or is it not bread? Bread. Me cutting it, does it make it any less bread? No. Why? Because the same substance that is found in the hole yeah. is found in, in the mouth. Are you going to somebody? Yes, sir. If you take a cup of water out of the sea, mm. are you going to somebody? Mm. And you drink it, does it make it any less water? No. Why? Because the same HO2 found in the sea is found in the cup. In the cup. 
Let me ask somebody. Yes, sir. So when we say that the son is the exact replica, replica, representation, yeah. that means he is, oh, Bible says in the book of Colossians 1.17, it, it is in him that everything consists, mm. everything completes, mm-hmm. everything finds expression. Mm-hmm. Bible says in Colossians 1 and 2 and verse 10, or 1 and verse 10, it says in him was the, is the fullness of the deity. 1 verse 11, sorry. It says in him, is, the, is it 1 verse 11? Yeah. Is it, is it 1 verse 11 or 2 verse 11? It says in him is the fullness, the, is in him, the fullness of the deity bodily exists. Mm-hmm. Are you mean that somebody? Two, two, is it two? Two eleven, I think. In him, the fullness of the body of the deity fully exists. exists. So everything you find in the spirit, in the Holy, in the Holy Spirit, and the Father, you find in Jesus. Are you with me, or somebody? Yes, sir. Why? Because it is the same way bread. No matter how how many you cut it, cut it like this. Cut it in X or Y shape. It is still bread. Why? Yeah. Because the same egg that made the bread is found in that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The same sir. thing. Are you following me now, somebody? Yes, sir. So if we find it easy to understand how bread still remains bread, despite the fact that it's been cut, why do we find you hard to understand that the word of God can still become, thank you, that the word of God can still become God, or the word of God can become flesh like you and I, and dwell amongst us, and be God, fully God and fully man. Why do you find it hard to understand that the same qualities that are found in God the Father is present in this one? Why making him not just a sign, but the fulfillment of many signs, several signs. He's not just a sign. He is not just a prophet. He is the substance, the fulfillment of every sign that has come before and after. Are you going to somebody? Jesus! Yes! Are you going to somebody? Hallelujah! He is the substance of all things. As somebody, some people might have arguments and say, maybe he's just an angel. And I wrap wrap with this. Several years ago, I heard a conversation. Someone said this was a conversation that happened in heaven. You see, if you don't know about heaven, my advice, shut up. Let's not even hear your voice. Several years ago, I heard a testimony. No, somebody said something. It wasn't a testimony. It was a nonsense thing. The person said, this is how Jesus was chosen. So they were like, who can go for us? Who can go for us? And when they said, who can go for us? When they said who can go for us, they were not sure. They were not sure who could do it. So they searched. Heaven searched and searched, and heaven could not find anyone. So heaven then went and and heaven now say, okay, amongst the angels who can go. The next day, one angel came and said, ah, send me. Well, uh, send me, send me. And then they were like, oh, you shall go, and they should be called. You shall be called Jesus. <laughs> but that's not. That's a lie. Are you following me, everybody? Yes. Why? So, so he became as much superior to the angels as the name. That he has inherited is superior to theirs, right? For which of the to, for, to which of the angels did God ever say, "You are my son"? Today I have become your father. Are you with somebody? Yes, and so the fulfillment of every sign is found in Jesus. Mm. If you cut that, the same way if you cut bread, you cut bread diagonally, in rectang- rectangularly, square, spherically, any direction. Angle or diagonal shape to which you cut bread, it is still bread. Are you following me, somebody? Why? Because the same essence found in the whole can be found. Are you with me, somebody? Yes, sir. And so, so that's why it is it is uh, foolishness to think that God cannot become man, or that Jesus is not God, because He was man. Are you with me, somebody? Yes, sir. Are you with me, somebody? Yes, sir. So I'm taking you through signs from the book of Numbers 24. I took you through signs in Isaiah. I took you through signs from Genesis, rather, to, to, from Genesis to Numbers, to Isaiah, to Malachi. I took you to all these signs pointing. They said, a sign shall rise. There shall, there shall be some, someone shall come at some point. 
who is look at uh, even John the Baptist. Oh, I, I didn't show you John the Baptist test, uh, t uh, testimony. Let's go to John the Baptist. Uh, if I, uh, let me show you that. I think that'll be the last sign I show you. I showed you about Jesus, but I have to show you this last sign about John the Baptist, and then we wrap. Thank you, Holy Spirit of God. Hmm. Thank you, Holy Spirit of God. Hmm. Now, look at what it says. I think, is this is it here, or let me see, in the book of Matthew. I think Matthew chapter, is it one or two now? Thank you, God. Thank you, Holy Spirit of God. Hmm. All right. Thank you, God. Hmm. Hmm. I'm trying to find the place. He said, what, what he said, he says, uh, the, the, the shoes, okay, okay, uh, let's go to, okay, let me see. Okay, John, I shall just take you to, to John. Because then there's a, there's a debate, you see, there's a debate between uh, uh, um, uh, John the Baptist and his, uh, John the Baptist's disciples and the Jews. They were debating as to the power of the person of Jesus, the authority of Jesus Christ. Are you with me now, somebody? And so if you, find, if you go to the book of John chapter, where now? John chapter 3. You'll find it there. Yeah, John chapter 3. Um, and in verse, from verse 22, actually. Um, after this, Jesus and his disciples went over, went out to the Judean countryside where he spent some of some time with them and, and, and baptized. And John also was baptizing in Anon near Salim because there was plenty of water. Are you with somebody? And people were coming and being baptized. This was before John was put in prison. An argument developed between some of John's disciples and a certain Jew over the matter of ceremonial washing. And they came to John and said to, to, said to him, Rabbi, that man who was with you on the other side of Jordan, that's Jesus you're referring to, mm -hmm. the one you testified about, look, he's baptizing and everyone is going to him. Mm -hmm. You follow me now? Mm -hmm. So this John replied, a person, now listen to this, a person can only receive what is given them from heaven. Mm -hmm. Are you me now? Mm -hmm. You yourselves can testify that I said I am not the Messiah, but I'm sent ahead of him. Mm -hmm. The bride belongs to the bridegroom. The friend who attends the bridegroom waits and listens for him and is full of joy when he hears the bridegroom's voice. Mm -hmm. That joy is mine and it is now complete. Look at what it says. He must become what? L greater and I must become what? Less. Yes. Mm -hmm. Because the substance is always greater than the sign. Are you mean now? Yes, sir. The one who comes from above is what? Above all. And the one who comes from the earth belongs to the earth and speaks as one from the earth. The one who comes from, above, from, from heaven rather is above all. He testifies to what he has seen and heard. But no one accepts his testimony. Whoever has accepted it has certified that God is truthful. For the one whom God has sent, God, God has sent speaks the words of God. For God gives the spirit without limit. The father loves his son and has placed everything in his hands. And whoever believes in his son has eternal life. Mm -hmm. But whoever rejects his son will not see life. For God's wrath remains on them. Now pay attention to something. And then I end with this. At this point, are you listening everybody? Yes, sir. Jesus has not even started broadcasting this about himself. Are you with me now? you find in other, uh, other uh, writings of John the Baptist, where, the, where it was written that he said, Oh, behold the Lamb of God, who takes away the sins of the world. Now, I told you, I've been talking to you about signs, but let me tell you of this last sign, and then we end for today. Amen now. Thank you, Father God. In the Old Testament, you would find a certain kind of worship that God demanded and required of the Jews. And that worship required uh, for them to bring offerings, mm -hmm. animal offerings, lamb offerings, goats and sheep and all these things were brought to the temple and the, the priest would, would kill, the, kill the animal and the blood 
You know, the animal, they said animal will take the sins of the people. And that what God, God initiated that system, human, not man. God said, create this system. Everybody bring a lamb. Imagine if we are living in that world now, everybody here is going to be having goats inside them. I just should think. Well, everybody's going to bring in lambs. And depending, the level of your sin will depend on the level of ram you bring. Right? And, and, and so Paul will bring his own ram, big, a big ram, because they are seeing a lot. And I'll bring my own a cow, because I'm, right? And everybody's going to bring their own. And everybody, so what you do is you put your hand on that animal and then you see, you confess your sins on it. And then you give it to the priest. And then the priest takes a knife and slits the throat of the ram. And the blood flows out. And so what happens there is that the lamb in, that, in God's eyes is pure. And so because the lamb is pure and you are sinful, this lamb is sinless. So what happens is that your sins are transferred into the sinless lamb and the sin and the sinlessness of the lamb is transferred into you. Are you mean now somebody? Because you see, we talk about God's forgiveness, but you have to understand, I said this last week, that God, heaven works judicially. Heaven has a legal system behind it. There's no forgiveness that, that where you, the record goes missing. <laughs> Are you with me now? Everything is, everyone works with the tally sheet. We forgave him. Who took the offense then? Who took the, who took the price of the payment of the, who paid for the sin? Are you with me now, somebody? That's the same way that they said, everybody was celebrating yesterday. MTN has wiped our debt. And I said it, I said, if MTN has wiped our debt, uh, I said our debt like it's, uh, it's Jesus. But if, like we said, if MTN has wiped the debt of everybody, cleared everybody's debt, then somehow there must be another system by which somebody is paying for it. Because they are a business organization. They cannot lose millions of naira in one day, and not and say they are doing promo. It doesn't happen now. <laughs> they must have a system by which, a legal tally sheet by which that those things are cleared and covered. Are you mean everybody? And so God created a legal system by which He created a lamb and a sheep that those things were to take the sins of the people. That was a sign. But the problem with that was this: every year people came with lambs, almost every Sunday. People came with lambs. Why? Because everybody sinned. Everybody sins. And everybody sinned. So what it means is that the lamb, though he was pure and without sin, the lamb did not have an eternal, an eternal power to sustain the forgiveness he gave them. Are you mean now, somebody? It's like, it's like, okay, you breathe normally. You have oxygen, you're breathing, you're breathing, you're breathing, right? Now imagine if... Um, I put an oxygen, if I put an oxygen mask on a dead person and expect that the oxygen, the dead person will start to breathe because of the oxygen mask. Yeah. Now, if my person, the person might start breathing, you know, but the moment the oxygen mask leaves, the breath is gone. Are you following me now, somebody? Because the person doesn't have in themselves the ability to sustain that breath. Yes. Are you with me now, somebody? Yes. So the same way with the lamb. Those lambs do not have in themselves the ability to sustain forgiveness of sins. That's why Hebrews chapter 10 then tells us that all the sacrifices were offered year in and year out. But one thing he could not do is clear the consciousness of sin in the hearts of man. Because people always came every day with a lamb offering. Every year. Every year with a lamb offering. Well, I have sinned. You know, you would like, they, like they're doing Catholic churches. Father, help me, for, forgive me for I have sinned. You know, every day, every day, every day, every day, people were bringing lambs. And I, I believe that if that, if that, Culture had continued by today. Nobody, would, everybody would have become vegetarians. Everybody would have, everybody would have, because no more animals in the world, right? Because your, your, your father sin, he takes out of the goats. Your mother sin, she takes out. All, all of you sin. <laughs> Are you winning, somebody? So, but this, you see the 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 the. Oh, thank you, God. The oh, the glory and beauty of God. Bible says in the book of Proverbs that it is the glory of a king to conceal a thing, than the glory of the the glory of God rather to conceal a thing, but the glory of kings, you and I, to search out the matter. Are you mean? So God conceals it so you can search it. And with the help of the Holy Spirit, we have found it. 
Amen. And do you know what it is? Everything in the Old Testament was a sign. True. The Old Testament was an arrow that pointed to something greater that was to come. Are you mean as somebody? Because the lambs that were offered for sacrifice is a representation, or was to be a representation, of a greater sacrifice that was to come. Mm. Bible says in the book of Hebrews chapter 10, that Jesus Christ, having been offered once and for all, he did not, see, Christ was not offered twice. True. No. He only died once. But because he was fully God and fully man, in him he had the ability to sustain forgiveness. Yes, Are you me now? Yes, sir. So the Bible says he was, now, pay attention, this, is my, this might flip you a little bit, if you don't understand. Bible says, first of all, he was crucified at the he was crucified from the uh, uh, foundations of the world. So even before Christ came, full full fledged human being that we could see, talk, talk to, touch, a sacrifice had happened in the spirit realm. Are you something? And to fully understand it, oh, oh goodness gracious! I love Bible talking about it like this. If you go to Isaiah chapter is six or nine, where Isaiah said, in the, king, in the year that King Isaiah died, I saw the Lord. High and exalted. Yeah, okay, let's go there quickly. I'll, I'll show you. Just want to point your attention to one thing, and then I promise you we'll close. Okay, Isaiah chapter six. Thank you. Isaiah chapter six. I want to show you something. That something there. Thank you, Father God. He said, "In the year that King Isaiah died, I saw the Lord, high and exalted, seated on a throne, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above him were seraphim, each with six wings, six wings what, and two wings with which they covered their face, and two with which they covered their feet, and with them." Where two flying and two were flying, and they were calling out to one another, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty, the whole earth is full of his glory. Now go to verse 5 quickly. Then Isaiah responded, Woe to me, I cried. I am ruined. King James says, I am undone. For I am a man of unclean lips. He's saying he's a sinner. And I live among the people of unclean lips, and my eyes have seen the King of the Lord Almighty. Now pay attention to this. Verse 6. Then one of the seraphim flew to me with a live coal in his hands, which he had taken with tongues from the altar. With it, he touched my mouth and said, See, this has touched your lips. Your guilt is taken away and your sin atoned for. Huh. Now pay attention. How does life call take someone's sins away? <laughs> like I said, if you read the Bible, read it practically. Don't just, oh yeah, Jesus is love. Just forgive us. It's okay. Pay attention, read. Apply practical wisdom to this thing, you understand. How does life call take the guilt of a sinner away? Then pay attention. It says the coal was taken from an from an altar. Are you reviewing that somebody? Yes, sir. What does that mean? In the spirit realm, because you know what Isaiah saw was in the spirit realm. It wasn't physical things. He was he saw it in the spirit. What Isaiah saw was not just he didn't just see something that was live present right now. He saw it looked you know remember God dwells in eternity. Yes. God is not in twenty twenty three. He, of course, he oversees twenty twenty three, but he's not here. Do you know what I'm saying? Yes. God is in eternity. God is God exists outside of time. Yes. And so what he saw was, you see, the lamb was sacrificed on the altar. Okay. Pay attention. Lambs in the Old Testament, like I was saying, they are killed and they are sacrificed on the altar. The blood that, that drips from the lambs, are, you know, the blood flows from the body of the lamb, flows all over the altar. Now from that same altar, an angel went and took from that same altar coals that had touched the blood and put that coal in his mouth and said, you are now made clean and you have now been cleansed of your guilt. Are you with me now, somebody? Yes, sir. Now where am I going to now? And I say, as I, as I end this. Number one, Jesus is not just a prophet. He's not a sign, you see. He is the fullness, the exact replica of God Almighty. Are you me now? Yes, now going beyond that, Jesus is, it is also in Jesus that the fulfillment of the forgiveness of sin 
arrived. I was made perfect. Can you mean that somebody? Yes, the sacrifices that people gave in those times, they, they, they gave lambs. You see, that's why people, they assumed you could buy, the, there's a certain uh, faith that believes you could buy forgiveness from God by building a, a temple for him. You know, you, you do wrong, you build a temple. You do wrong, you build a temple. Oh, it's wrong. Because you see, in, the, in those days, God created that legal system. That the, see, because the lamb would take the sin of the offender. Not, God, nev- God has never, and we will never, because he's holy, he can never, and we will never do this. Where he says, what are your sins? Oh, okay, listen, okay, uh, boys always the boys. Let's put them under the carpet. Boys always the boys. Nothing like that. Or girls always, oh, my, my girl, girls always the girls, I know. Nothing, never like that. Why? Because God is too holy and too righteous, too perfect. He does not do wrong. And he operates by an eternal legal system. If God stopped, do, if, God, if God did that, then he's less righteous. And God is less righteous, he does not deserve to be God. Because one of the characteristics that makes God God is his ability to be a righteous judge. Are you following me? Yes. If a person cannot be a righteous judge in his own dealings, how can he then judge the, the entire earth? Are you following me now? If God cannot be a righteous, cannot be righteous in, as a judge in his own home, heaven, how can he be righteous in judging mankind? That means God is a hypocrite. Yes. But he's not. Because that's why he's righteous, so much so that he understood that the sins of man deserved a propitiation. A propitiation is a, is, is a Greek word. I can't remember the Greek word exactly. But Greek word, that Greek word is, is, is used to describe a, a payment, a, a substitute payment. Something that takes the place of something. The same way foam absorbs water. We need a propitiation, something that would absorb the sins of mankind. And God talked about it in heaven, in the curious of heaven. I said, oh, but how do we fully understand why they even sin? I am spirit, they are flesh. How do I understand how they think? I am God, they are man. How do I understand how they live? I am God, I am spirit, I dwell in heaven, they live on earth. How do I do that? If I not, let me, then, let me, let me come down, let me condescend myself and come in the form of mankind. Mm-hmm. That I may fellowship with them. Are you with me now? Yes, sir. And all through time, he littered prophecies and signs, mm-hmm. telling them of a time that a son shall arise in flesh, and he shall be a king. Are you with me now, somebody? Let's be on feet. He shall arise as what? A king. Not a servant, not a prophet. A what? King. Let me tell you something. Thank you, Jesus. Just bless, let's bless him over for a minute. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for the eternal sacrifice captured in the person of Jesus. Thank you, Father God, for the eternal sacrifice captured in the very essence of the person of Jesus. We exalt your name, O oh God. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Now, let me say this. Because of this eternal righteous nature of God, we've, we've, we've confirmed now that it is impossible for God, you see, to uh, not operate righteously. Mm-hmm. He has to. So in God's, in heaven, when you are, they just are doing the math. How, do, how did Paul get, how is Paul forgiven? How is Brenda forgiven? How is Sean forgiven? And they are trying to do the calculation. Like, how is it possible? Then the God says, oh, there's a thing called the blood. Because you know, you know why animal blood, were, animal blood was spilled? Because without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness. There is no remission of sin. You know, and I'll explain the foundation of that to you. In those days, they lived by a particular rule and principle. An eye for an eye. Yeah. Right? An eye for an eye. A skin for skin, for skin t- a tooth for a tooth. I mean, uh, 
that's one of the reasons I love I love this Shakespearean story so much. The pound, a pound of flesh. Have you, I don't know if you read that. I love that story so much. The pound of flesh. He says he came. The, the man came and took a loan from his friend, and then the friend said, "You, if you don't, if you're unable to pay back, you must pay back by what? A pound of flesh." So they lived by an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. And so if I take your eye, if I take your eye, you must take mine back. If if I take your, if I took your house, you must come and take my own. Mm. Are you me now? So the only thing that can repay that debt is the is an equal. Are you following me? Yeah. It's an equal thing. Mm-hmm. Are you me now? And so for for sin, it's different. You see, you don't say because you stole pen, then for God to God you're going to buy another pen. No, 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 no. Because with God, when you sin. When you sin, you have committed a grave offense, grave offense to God. Because then you have done something that is completely anti the very essence and nature of God. Mm-hmm. That the only thing that can make you forgiven is when blood is shed. Mm-hmm. Because when blood is shed, it's like you are born again. Exactly. Everyone, you know? yeah. you're like you are born again and your slate is wiped mm-hmm. and wiped clean. So then Jesus, then Jesus God had to say, let us send, let's I'll come in, my son, I'll send my son in the form of man. Right? And he will come down and shed his blood. So that under his blood, it will not be a new tally, new tally, new column, the tally, mm-hmm. tally board. Where every person who has sinned and has come under this blood will be presented righteous, mm-hmm. made pure and clean. Mm-hmm. Are you with me, everybody? Yes, sir. Because if I told you everybody here to bring 5,000 5, hands every Sunday for every sin, for all their sins, the sins they've committed. I tell you, we might be able to do it first Sunday, second. At some point, we'll be, we'll, we'll be stuck. Because as we go on Monday, all we're thinking about is how to get another 5,000 naira. We've not even sinned. But we're, what is George's 5,000 naira today? Father, thank you for today. Oh, you're already thinking about another 5,000 naira, how to get another 5,000 naira for the next Sunday. Right? Because you know you will sin this week. Where do I get 5,000 naira from God? I'm not, I'm not going out this week. I'm not working yet. But uh, that's what you're thinking about. Are you following me now? That's why God said, that's why you right? you writer said that those people, even them like bringing lambs and goats every time, it was still not able to take away the consciousness of sin. But now I no longer have to think about what you get five thousand dollars from, what you get another goat or lamb from. All I need to think, all I need to do is do, thank you Jesus for the blood. Thank you Jesus for the blood. Thank you Jesus. The blood is what makes me a new man. Because once that tally happens, once they do that. There's a thing in the Greek called logizomine. It's, it's, it's a bookkeeping term. It's a financial term, right? It's when uh, uh, somebody puts something in your account. You see, it, because if you go to a library, they, they have you have like a library account, right? And so they put something in your account that does not belong to you, that that, that you don't deserve. Are you following me now? So what God did when Christ died was He logizomine. He puts righteousness. He put purity that does not belong to you. Does not belong to us. Now put it in our accounts. So when God looks at us, he doesn't see the sin. What does he see? Righteousness. Are you me now? So you see why Jesus is not just a sign, but the substance. The substance of our salvation. Let's just bless his name for a minute. Let's say thank you, Jesus, for the substance of salvation. Father, we thank you for the substance of salvation. Thank you, Jesus, for the substance of salvation. Thank you. Thank you for the word that became flesh and dwelt amongst us. Oh, we all beholding the glory of God. Oh, the glory of His only begotten Son. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for the propitiation of our sin, for becoming our sin offering. That's what the Bible calls Him, our sin offering. The one that takes, the Lamb that takes away the sins of the world. The Lamb that takes away my sins. The Lamb that takes away your sins. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. 
in Jesus' mighty name. If you are in here in the room or listening online, podcast, whatever, I want to give you an opportunity to, to reflect in a few seconds. Reflect, you see, the fact that blood, Jesus' blood covers the whole earth does not mean everybody enjoys it. The Bible says that whoever believes in him will not perish. There's a reason we have to believe, because you see, the, the same way the same way you cannot access a grant without first registering under it, is the same way you cannot access the blood of Jesus and the forgiveness power, the forgiving power in our blood, without first surrendering to the one who died. Perhaps you have surrendered in the past, perhaps you've been living well, and you just know all of a sudden you started, Bible says the sin shall have no more dominion over you, but at some point you started living as though you were a person without restraint. You just started living life. You just started living life like you were on cruise control. You had no breaks. Just there going. And you know that the way you were living was as though you were trying to crucify the Son of Man all over again. But you've never really known the weight of the substance that we have in Christ Jesus. So if you are that person, I'd love for you to just in, in this moment of of complete surrender, we're in the world week of mass, massive evangelism. So I would really love if you could just be the person who ends this for us. If you if you would just accept him in your heart, wherever you're listening from right now. For that person, church, we say this prayer together. But if that person say this prayer like you really do, man, everybody will say this prayer together for the benefit and faith of the person, whoever is making the decision. Everybody lift your right hand to heaven right now, everybody. The right hand to heaven. Because ooh, the person might be in the room, a person might be in your room if you're listening, the person might be a neighbor, might be somebody is getting saved right now, and the person's faith is anchoring on us praying this prayer alongside with them. Everybody say we say, Lord Jesus. I thank you for your love and your light. I thank you for sending Jesus to be for me the propitiation of my sins. Today, I accept that blood. Today, I receive Jesus as my Lord, Savior, and King. And from now and forth, it is no longer I who live. But Christ, but Christ who lives in me. Lives in it me. is no longer I, I who live, live. But, Christ but Christ who lives in me. Lives in it me. is no longer I who lives, but Christ who lives in me. For by his death and his resurrection on the cross and from the grave, it has availed to me the position of the righteousness of God in Christ. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. Come on, celebrate Jesus. The substance has showed up and the substance came and brought substance along with it. Yep. <laughs> you, you don't know if you understand what I'm saying. The substance came and the substance brought substance along with it. It's amazing. Let's celebrate Jesus all over again. Amen, amen. amen. For any person who said that prayer um, from the bottom of their hearts, I thank you for saying that prayer. Heaven is jubilating. Heaven, see, everyone has been screaming all week. I don't know if you know. We've been, we've been evangelizing, doing all this things from Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, getting people saved. People who were completely off track, who were not even Christians to begin with, they got saved this week. It's all to the glory and beauty and majesty of God. Amen. Now, and now you've crowned it this week, and everyone has been happy singing over you for every life that's been saved. Let's celebrate Jesus all over again. Amen, amen. 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 Um, it goes beyond just being saved and saying prayer salvation, really. Um, there is a there is a righteous requirement needed. 
and this is established of fulfilling discipline uh, sorry not, not discipline well, discipline but discipleship is what i'm trying to say right when you come under this new um, um um faith you need what we call discipleship you need tutorage you need tutoring you need to be taught the ways of god you follow me now or else bible says uh let's continue to encourage one another so long as it is called today lest anyone be what be hardened what by the deceitfulness of sin are you with me now somebody so because if the thing is if you isolate yourself from community and you are not with somebody who knows jesus better who would help you know jesus as much if you're not with that person what will happen is happen is that your heart will continue to go far and you say you love jesus but all of a sudden your heart is starting to get harder and harder are you following me now because sin is deceitful it tells you you're not far yeah. just like you're it's just like you're staying you're, you're on a on a kennel with no string attached to the to the uh dog before you open you sleep and open your eyes you're somewhere in the middle of the pacific ocean because they what you won't know how far you have drifted yeah. are you mean that somebody so please reach out to us if you're listening online. Please text, send us a message right now, wherever you are. Send us a message on our numbers, 090-234-374-15. 090-234-374-15. That's plus 234-90-234-374-15. Send us a message, tell us you're saved, and we'll reach out to you, pray for you, call you, and want to know you better and help you grow in your faith. God bless you in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 Let's give you the praise again. It's been an amazing Sunday. Thank you so much for joining us in church. Thank you so much, Paul. Thank you, Brian. God bless you. All in the name of Jesus. As we go in this week, um, I want us to, if I declare the blessing, I want us to uh, take the nature of um, a an evangelist and a servant of God. Are you following me now? Now, we're not just, we, we are now, uh, oh, I didn't get to take you there. Uh, in the same book of Isaiah chapter 8, you see where Isaiah said this. It says, for me and my sons, we are signs and one, we are signs and we are not no, no wonder it's no capture wonder in NIV says we are for signs right God God, God will speak through us I, I want us to leave our signs that's not just not just servants now signs amen now let us leave our signs and evangelists of this good news amen hello hello there greetings to you thank you for listening to today's sermon we pray it really blessed you to continue to go deeper we would love for you to join our growth track a four-week teaching to help you grow in your faith send a message to plus two three four nine zero two three four three seven four one five i repeat plus two three four nine zero two three four three seven four one five also when you share this sermon with someone it helps us ministry grow so kindly do so now subscribe to the enlightened church and podcast available on spotify apple google and amazon podcast and wherever you listen to your podcast Thank you for sharing your time with us today. See you again soon. Interrupt, enlighten, upset. That we are afraid. Amen and amen. Celebrate Jesus wherever you are right now. Glory.